Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Outer Spaces podcast. This is your host, Joshua Gillow. Today, we're going to talk to a guest who was not only just a college dropout once, he was a college dropout twice. He got into real estate and he never quit. He just kept going at it and eventually became financially independent. His name is Rusty Horn, and he's coming on today to talk to us about how you can get out of the rat race by investing in real estate and long-term assets. So if that's something that intrigues you and you eventually want to leave your family a nest egg and be able to live a more flexible life where you have multiple revenue streams coming in, this is an episode to listen to. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Outer Spaces, a podcast dedicated to empowering designers and contractors in the outdoor living space. Through this show, I hope to create a powerful resource for you, someone who is trying to grow their company, but might not have all the tools and processes to do so. On Outer Spaces, we're passionate about breaking the chains of small mindsets and helping contractors just like you take control of their businesses and their lives. My name is Joshua Gillow, and through my 25 years of dirt under the nails experience, I look forward to sharing tips, strategies, and other contractor success stories here on the Outer Spaces podcast. Now. Let's get on with the show. Today on the podcast, we have a special guest. He's going to talk into a subject which is near and dear to my heart, and I know many of you listeners out there. We're going to talk about how to become financially free, how to create long-term wealth, legacy wealth, that will not just be for you, but also for your future children and family. Uh, and we're going to talk about using real estate to be able to do that. Now, I know that might sound a little bit crazy in the beginning because I know when I first heard that, I'm thinking like, yeah, sure, if I got tons and tons of money out there, I can just plug it into real estate. But what if I don't? What if I don't have tons of money and I wasn't born in the Lucky Sperm Club with uh, you know a, a big endowment for my parents and I'm ready to invest? How do I get started and create passive income so that I can slow down in my life and I can start enjoying each and every day? So today on the show, we have Rusty Horn. Uh, he's an eighth generation uh, inhabitant of an area we call the Slate Belt. We're up here in Pennsylvania. And uh, he's a realtor. He's also an investor. He has an awesome story. He's an outdoor enthusiast as well. He loves to be do everything outside, from hunting to fishing, quadding, everything outside. He's also raised by entrepreneurial family. So his parents had a business, so he kind of grew up in that model. So I'd love to uh, bring him on the show today and talk deeper about that subject. So Rusty, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks, man. So tell us a little bit about how you end up with eight generations of family in one area. I mean, it's it's crazy enough. Most people move every three to five years. You know, you're a realtor, right? You see it all the time now. How do you end up in one area for so long? That's just so cool. Um, I think it's, uh, you know, back in the day, somebody planted their roots and everybody kind of stayed, you know, yeah. um, back in, I forget the exact year, but it's uh, 1800s. Um, I guess there was, I don't know enough about it, but f- far, far back, I was told there was uh, a portion of our family that arrived maybe uh, turn of the century, 1700s going into 1800s. Mm-hmm. Uh, but none of us don't, we don't really have that much history or you know knowledge to it. So I'd say the mid 1800s is when we really kind of planted our roots here in Upper Mount Bethel Township. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, we were farmers. Um, you know, most people throughout the family did other things, carpentry, farmers, things like mm-hmm. that. Um, and like I said, we all, everybody kind of stayed around and here we are, eighth generation. That's amazing, dude. Yeah. That's really cool. That really helps you build relationships within your environment, right? Yeah, within absolutely. that area. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you have, you know, generational friends and, and extended family and, yeah. um, you know, you create connections and, you know, there's uh, people I do business with that 
my family's been doing business with for three and four generations, you know, that's and that, crazy. that's rare too, yeah. you know? Yeah. So talk about rapport. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, saying. right, right, right. <laughs> like you're born right into that option, yeah, right? They're like, absolutely. we know you're, you're so-and-so's yep. kid. We're yep. good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So like I get phone calls like that all the time. They're like, hey, you know, Rusty, I don't know if we, you know, we can call you that, but I knew your grandfather and we called him Rusty. So that's why I'm calling you. And I'm yeah. like, great. I appreciate it. Yeah. Let's get down to it. You know? <laughs> no, that's perfect for sure. So talk about us to, with us a little bit about how you get into real estate, how you got into all of this. I mean, obviously in the Slate Belt area, it's a rural area for you guys sure. that don't know. Um, you know, and it's not like you're in a big city where there's lots of space to do that. So tell us a little bit about how you got into real estate and what it was like growing up in a family of, of business owners. Yeah. So, um, like I said, we've been around for eight generations. Um, my grandfather, Russell Horn, he started a business. So he worked in the, um, Carpenters Union. Uh, he, uh, he started his own business, Horns, Guns and Ammo, actually in Richmond, um, right next to the Richmond Hotel in Mount Bethel. Sure. Um, so he started there, he worked that kind of nights after he was, you know, uh, working as a carpenter and in the union, uh, with my great grandfather, he then saved up enough money, bought a parcel of land off of 512 in Mount Bethel, mm -hmm. um, which was the future site of Horns Outdoor Center. Okay. So he, you know, saved up, uh, you know, made a couple investments, sold a house, built a house, sold that, um, bought that land, erected the store. Um, and then he ended up building a house directly behind that. So he, okay. you know, you want to talk about eat, sleeping and breathing work. I mean, he built his house right behind the store. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was there, you know, I don't know, 60, 70 hours a week. I mean, just, yeah. you know, that's what it was. It's all there was. Um, so he started, he started there, um, him and my grandmother, they started that business from the ground up in 77. Um, and then my father came along, um, and he started working there. He also dropped out of college, um, started working in the family business. Uh, my uncle did as well. Um, and, uh, so my grandfather started, you know, started doing well there, started making some money, um, and thought, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get into real estate. He had several friends, um, you know, that were into real estate, had some rentals, um, obviously being around for eight generations, you know, you had some connections, you knew people, um, things of that nature. He had another friend, uh, Ron Angle, who was, you know, kind of like the, the big real estate honcho, you know, he, he would go tax sales, sheriff sales, he'd find the deals, the wholesale deals. You know, he'd go to the the business owners and say, hey, you know, if you want to get into real estate, I got this property. Here's the price. You know, if you want it, tell me. Yep. Um, we kind of joke around about it because he would come into the store when I was a kid and he'd tell my grandfather, hey, I got this property and it might be, you know, one, two, three Main Street. In 15 minutes, you got to tell me whether you want it or not. Because if you don't, I'm going to the next guy, you know. <laughs> so they, uh, you know, they became great friends. They knew each other since, um, man, I think Little League Baseball. Okay. Um, so lo very long time. And, uh, you know, that, that was the way he, they, you know. They started buying, doing deals together through real estate. Um, my grandfather was out on his own buying rentals. So he would, he would make money at the store, provide for his family, reinvest in his business mm -hmm. and whatever is left over. He thought, you know, I am an entrepreneur. I, I don't have a 401k. I don't have a you know retirement package, benefit package. So I got to invest in myself. So he started buying rentals in real estate. So his thing was, well, maybe I'll buy single family homes because you know, I can sell one every other year and then I'll make a one-year salary when I'm retired, you yeah. know, so it'll be a good, good business model. Um, so that's what he did. And he created a rental company called KBR, um, which is KBR rental properties it was Keith, Brad and Russell, um, which he, you know, again, that was the retirement. It was kind of the same thing for my dad and my uncle because, you know, they were in the business. So they also didn't have a, you know, retirement package. So that was yeah. it. So my grandfather started that, built that up. Um, and then, you know, since he's passed, that's become my father and my uncle's retirement as well. Wow. Um, 
So that's pretty much how I got into it. Uh, I'd say in middle school is when I, you know, started doing all the grunt work, you know, painting, clean outs, doing this, doing that. Um, And I was always riding around the truck, you know, so I was go pick up rent or go, you know, check out a house or look at a house to buy, you know, it was coming up for auction, whatever the case may be. Yeah. So um, I'd say that's probably how it all started for me and how it kind of piqued my interest. Um, You know, seeing the day to day and the things that, you know, he did and uh, my dad got into and, um, you know, Ron as well. Um, So that was a a big thing for me. I always knew that was the, that's what I wanted. Like in the end, that's what I wanted. Like I wanted to own real estate. I want to get into real estate, how I was going to get there. I wasn't quite sure. You know, I I didn't know, you know, at that point I said I was in middle school, but in middle school, I I knew that's what I wanted. Like that's where I wanted to be. Um, And I can 100% sit here and tell you that I did not know how I was going to get there. Yeah. You know, I just knew I was going to figure it out. Yeah. You know, so, um, so yeah, so I mean, I guess, you you know, you can say fast forward a little bit. Um, I was in high school, uh, still, you know, doing rental work, um, things of that nature. I was, you know, I'd work at Horns Outdoor Center um, during the week. Uh, I crashed and burned a, a lot of snowmobiles. So I uh, had to pay off a lot of debts. <laughs> so we have to go into that. Story. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I, uh, I crashed quite a few sleds and the deal was I had to work them off at the store. So, and I, I kind of told you guys before, like they could have been paid off long before. And I may have worked an extra hundred hours thinking I was paying off a snowmobile, but I, you yeah, know, yeah. it's, you know, just a lesson it's learned. Like your dad says you work until I say you're done. Yeah. And, and it could have been off. paid off a hundred hours ago. And I, I don't even know, you know, <laughs> you got, you got to take us back to the story you told Zach and I about, uh, uh, jumping the snowmobile over the one road. You got to tell us, take us back to that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Springfield drive. Uh, there was no houses right there uh, in the fields or anything at all, except for the one the one side. So everybody's jumping the road, jumping the road, jumping the road. And I saw the one part of the road was a little bit steeper. And I'm like, looking up at the the uh, power line, the the telephone pole and the transformer box. I'm like, man, that's up there, but I'll bet I can get up to it, you know? So when you say jumping the road on the snowmobile, so you're talking about, and tell me if I'm Hitting wrong. Hitting one side, clearing the road and going so, right so to the, the other. So the, the road is higher than the field, the field and absolutely. you're hitting it? It's yeah. like a ramp. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. All right. And uh, I was watching everybody get up there. I'm like, yeah, they're, they're getting up there, but I think I can go bigger, you know? So <laughs> I, I drove around and they're all like, you're nuts. So I, they're like, you're crazy. So I hit that jump and I was going so fast when I was in the air. And I only know, I know this from experience, but I know this because there was a picture. My track was going so fast and I was trying to hit the brake. I hit that jump. I was probably going 40, 50 miles an hour when I hit it. Like it wasn't just some lolly guy copping a skip. I mean, I launched off that thing. And there's a picture out there of me, uh, even with the transformer box on the telephone pole at the top. <laughs> so like I knew when I was in the air, I was like, whoa, kind of exceeded my own expectations, you know? So I'm like, whoa, this isn't going to end good. So I was hitting the brake trying to get the track to stop because naturally it'd throw you forward, you know, yeah, so it yeah. leveled out. And uh, I got to the point where I cleared the road and I'm like, I can't level this thing out. So I just bailed. <laughs> so I was like, I'm bailing. So I bailed. I hit the ground like as if I was sitting in a chair. Yeah. And the only thing I did was jam my thumb. Totaled the snowmobile. I was fine. Jam thumb, but the snowmobile was trashed. Um, so yeah, so I had to pay that one off. Yeah. So that, <laughs> so that, so yeah, so that was, yeah. Yeah. So that was, uh, it was a lesson learned. Bad experience, but very valuable lesson. So yeah. Take us uh, throughout the journey of college. I know, what did you go to college for? And, you know, what was it like when you're sitting in college? Yeah, so I uh, I went to East Strasburg University to start. Um, I was going for secondary education. Um, oh, I, I always loved being, you know, uh, I guess in the... Um, 
educational atmosphere. Um, you could say, you know, I love coaching, you know, I love sports. That was a big thing. Um, I always liked helping people, you know? Um, so I, I really liked that. And that was kind of the path I thought maybe I'd take like, okay, you know, maybe I'll go to school, be a teacher. Um, you know, I'll coach football and, uh, you know, I'll have real estate too, you know? So that, that was kind of the plan at that point in time. And so I was, I was in school at ESU for, I think it was two and a half or three years. And it was just getting to the point where I was like, I'm, I'm not even having fun here. I hate this. Like oh. I do not, like I loved, I like the atmosphere and the environment of being around people. You know, I'm, I think I'm a pretty personal person and, but it just got to the point where it was so dry where I am like an experienced person. I don't want to sit and read a book and, and try to educate myself off the book, off subjects. I will never apply to my life yeah. like that yeah. to me. I, I can't stomach it. I don't like it. I like stuff. I don't mind reading, but I want to read about things that I, I need and things that are, you know, I find beneficial in the paths that I take and, and what I want to do. So I, uh, kind of got tired of it and it came to the finals and, uh, that, that at ESU, I'm pretty sure I took that final. Um, and I just walked out. I didn't even care. I was like, I'm like ACDC down Scantron. I'm out of here. Like I'm gone, you know? Yeah. So, um, so and I, I didn't even care. I, I don't even remember reading my results to be totally honest with you. Like I just knew in my mind I was done. Like mm -hmm. I didn't read the results in emails. I didn't even check. I didn't care. I told my grandfather, my dad, I was like, I'm done. I'll figure it out, you know? So at that point I went to, uh, I didn't come back the next semester. I went to work for a uh, new core. Um, my, uh, good friends of mine, their, their dad's own, uh, construction company. Mm. So I went to work for them, uh, uh, late, late winter through the summer. Um, and it was getting towards, uh, you know, the end of summer, my grandfather was like, Hey, you know, if you, if you go back to school, you get a degree, I'll, I'll pay for it. But if you, you don't, you got to pay it all back, you know? So I was kind of like, huh, this is kind of like free education. Maybe I should do it, you know? Mm -hmm. So it got to that point. Um, and I was like, well, I'll go to Northampton and I'll finish out. I'll take my credits that I can transfer from East Stroudsburg. I'll take them to Northampton and I'll just finish like a business degree, something minor. I'll get a degree. I'll have my free education. I'm out of school. And I can move on with my life. Mm -hmm. So I went there. Um, it was one, like one semester. Uh, and I didn't go to the finals. So I was like, I'm done. I'm done. Like I just had it. I just, I couldn't take it anymore. School is not for me. Even when I was in high school, um, my favorite part about class was being there with my friends. Like I, I didn't really, I didn't care about the schooling, you know? And, 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 you know, I'm not saying that's right. Cause in a way it's kind of wrong. Like you really, you know, you need to get educated somewhere, you know? Um, but it just wasn't my thing. You know, I, I just, I just wasn't for me. So I, uh, I got up, I, I left, um, never took the finals just totally walked away. So now I dropped out of college twice. Right. <laughs> so, so, and you've got a bill now. <laughs> yeah. Now I got a bill. I got a good one for like 30 grand. Right. Yeah. And change. So I, I was like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. So the whole way home thinking like, all right, so what am I going to tell my parents and what am I going to tell my grandfather? Like, he's going to be like, what the hell is wrong with you? You know? So I was like, okay, so I'm just going to act as if nothing happened for a day or two so I can mentally figure this out, you know, <laughs> not tell them anything, let them think everything's fine, you know, everything's kosher. So then it got to the point where I was like, yeah, I'm done. You know, like I'm, I'm out of there. I'm not going back. So my grandfather's like, well, you know, you got to build a base. So you better figure out how you're going to pay it. My dad said the same thing, you know? Yeah. So I, uh, now mind you, I was still coaching at school. I was coaching track and football. Mm -hmm. So at Bangor high school and, uh, I was still, I was working. Um, I had worked at Dunkelberg Sports Outfitter uh, through college at East Stroudsburg for a while. Um, and then I had uh, 
quit that once I started, uh, once I dropped out and I had started working with my buddy's construction company. So I was out of Dunkel Burgers. Then uh, again, I uh, quit the construction job to go back to school. And uh, I just then, you know, then I had nothing for a little while. So there was a lull there. It was probably, I don't know, a few months, I'd say, where I was like, all right, I'm going to take this time. I'm going to figure myself out, figure out what direction I'm going to go, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so in that time, you know, I was doing, I was doing things, odd jobs again, doing stuff with the family rentals, helping my grandfather with this and this yep. project and whatever. So, you know, like I was making money and holding my own, but I wasn't, I wasn't like saving money and I yeah. wasn't, you know, I wasn't, uh, you know, paying off debt. That's for sure. You know? So, and now mind you, I still lived at home. So finally got to the point where I was like, I need to like, in poor words, should I get off the pot? Like I need to figure something out today. I need to put a plan in place. Like I said, I always knew I wanted to be, get into real estate. I just didn't know how I was going to get there. So one day I was just like, man, maybe I should just get my real estate license, you know? And so I thought about it. I thought about it. I asked my grandfather and he was just kind of like, well, you got really don't have anything else going on right now. So you might as well, you know, you might as well try. So I, uh, he's like, but you know, you, you got to get listings, you know, you got it, you know, you're, you're personal, you can communicate with people, um, but you got to get listings, you know, and, and you know something about real estate. So why don't you, why don't you go for it? So I, uh, I, I, I said, yeah, you know, I probably should. I had the same conversation with my dad. He said the same thing. So, uh, then I had, I had called up, uh, Ron Engel and I was like, so what do you think? I said, my grandfather I talked to my dad and my grandfather. They both said, you know, I might as well try and get my real estate license. What are your thoughts? And, uh, he was like, well, can you get listings? You know, same thing my grandfather said, you know, you got to get listings. You got to be able to sell the house. And I thought, yeah, you know, I know a lot of people, you know, I'm not a, a complete rookie to real estate. You know, I know a thing or two. Um, so I think I can, he said, well, he said, I, you know, if you, you think you can and then go for it, you know? So I did. So I, I went to uh, Scott White real estate um, school and um, I took the two month course. Uh, I think it was like four or 500 bucks. It wasn't a lot of overhead, you know, it was four or 500 bucks. Got you the course. Um, once you're done with that, you got to take the, uh, the exam at, out at Harrisburg. So I, uh, the course itself was easy peasy. Like I, I loved it. It was very, and now that was a, an educational course that I could stomach that I, I was like, I'm into this, you know? Um, it kind of, it, it wasn't completely accurate as far as real life and textbook, you know? Um, but it, it all made sense and I liked it. You know, there was, I didn't know a single person in the, in the class. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually ended up having a connection with the, uh, instructor who taught it because he was friends and knew my great grandparents oh, wow. because he had hardware, <laughs> his family had hardware store in, uh, Belvedere. So like, it was kind of like, a chance, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. I go down to Bethlehem for this course and there's a guy who, you know, is mm-hmm. connected, you know? Um, so that was cool. That, that was, that was pretty neat. he was, he was a great guy. Um, so, uh, like I said, I went out to take the exam out, out at the uh, Capitol there and I failed it three times. Mm-hmm. And so the first time I was like, I'm not studying. Like, this is easy. I was like, wow, that was actually a little hard. Mm-hmm. So the second time I was, like, yeah, I'll make some flashcards. Right. Did that. And I was like, man, I thought I aced this thing, but I didn't fail it again. I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta study, you know? So yeah. I went, failed it again. I'm like, man, I, this is crazy. Like this isn't real life. Like these questions on here were not real life. Again, I've been involved in real estate transactions. I've been involved in real estate and it just, just wasn't the same, but they want you to know the textbook, the legalities and the laws. Right. Mm-hmm. So 
the, the after I failed third time, I was like, all right, now I got to study. Now I got to actually give a shit, you know? So <laughs> fourth is a charm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so I did, I studied, I, I, you know, I highlighted out of the book, made the flashcards, you know, the whole nine yards. I even, I even talked to some other people in real estate at, picked their brain, asked them questions, um, that kind of stuff. And, uh, I went back, I took the course then the fourth time, passive flying colors. Like nice. it was like, I'd never failed it, you know? So I did that. And, uh, it was funny because some of the people in that room when I was walking out were like, this is my ninth time here and I just can't figure it out. I'm like, Whoa, glad I got it on the fourth, you know? <laughs> you know? So yeah. that, that kind of put things in perspective for me. And yeah. when that one guy walked out and told me this was the ninth time he failed, I was like, Whoa, man, you know? So the interesting thing, Rusty, about your story and what I'm loving so far, especially I hope the listeners are picking this up. That, you know, I'd consider you a very successful guy, right? Sure. And what you've done in life and, and all that. The people that we, you know, admire or look up to, mm-hmm. we don't see all the failures. We don't see sure. all the times when you just dropped out. Yeah. All we see yeah. is the shiny surrounding outside. And sure. Like, all you see is like, oh my goodness, they must have just blew right through yeah. because they're young and they're successful. And it's like, yeah. no, yeah, no, you kept Correct. coming back and hitting that wall. Yep. Would not stop yep. until you got, got what there. you wanted. Absolutely. And you're like, this doesn't work for me. I remember in high school. Yeah. When I graduated high school, I'll never forget one of my, somebody, not my family, but somebody around me said, you know, you were going to regret leaving school. You mm-hmm. were going to wish you were back in school yeah. once you graduate. Yeah. Rusty, I'm like you. There's not yeah. one day in my life that I ever wished I was back yeah. in school. The only, the only time I can say like I wish prison. I was back there was for high school football. That, yeah, I, you yeah, know, mm-hmm. I eat, sleep, and breathe that. You yeah, know, like that. Yeah, I just love yeah. that environment. But outside of that, Nothing. forget it. Even day, Yeah, it absolutely was. <laughs> and it was like, I was even trying, during season, I was trying to figure out how can I spend less time in school during yeah, football season? Yeah. But I couldn't because if you didn't go to school, you couldn't play. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. But you've got this insatiable appetite to win, right? And, sure. And that's, again, failure, 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 win. So listeners yeah. out there, if you're failing, if you're hitting the same wall over and over yeah. again, just keep hitting that damn thing. Yeah. It eventually absolutely. will break. Absolutely. You will get through it or around it, one or the other. Yeah. And it, it, it's to reflect on what you're saying is it's hard in today's world. Everything's perceived by an image. So, you know, social media, Facebook, Instagram, nobody posts their failures. It's yeah. a highlight yeah. reel. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. nobody yeah. airs out their dirty laundry. Right. You know what I mean? So, so in reality, it's most people don't see all these failures. Like, yeah. Hey, I'm not ashamed to say I dropped out of college twice. You know, I, I didn't know what I was doing for a couple months and you know, I, I don't care. Failure is the best teacher. It Hands is. down. It has taught me 100%. more than any course. 100%. Absolutely. hundred percent. But yep. being willing to be open enough yeah. to fail. Yeah. And, and you got to embrace it. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Embrace it. Yeah. Absolutely. One of the best yeah. teachers. Yeah. Yep. So good. Yeah. Cool. So, all right. So we're, you've gone through, you finally got your license. Now you're yeah. getting into this real estate world. I know you have, your family has real estate. You're kind of into it a little bit. So I want to make sure that in this conversation today, we get into how can somebody that doesn't have that background, you know, get into it because we know, uh, you and I both know when it comes to real estate, there's no better vehicle to get you where you want to go than that. But it seems like a monster in the beginning. How do you break it down? How do you get into it? If I'm just a lay person, you know, I'm out landscaping, I'm out contractor, I'm out in in the world, just doing my nine to five or even owning a business. How do I even start with getting money together for it? How do I even start looking for deals? Like, what does that even look like? What are some, some tips you can give us? Yeah. So number one is you got to put in, put in the time. You got to work. You got to grind it out. Um, For me, from the perspective of getting my license, having a real estate background, it was still hard. So, you know, I had to compete with all these other local agents, number one. Number two, um, you know, both my uncles were in real estate. My grandfather's in real estate. 
my dad was trying to buy real estate. Like I had family. I was all trying to get in real estate. Like it was like, you know, <laughs> fighting for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and like, there's, you know, it, it gets to the point where locally there's so many people now in our area that want to get involved in it. Yeah. And unless you actually are again, working, putting in the time and making yeah. money, you can't compete. Yeah. You can't, you can't just rely on a nine to five and I'll save up in a couple of years. Like you got to get after it. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just, it's a very competitive environment. Yeah. Um, so for me again, you know, I was, I was competing in the realtor arena, trying to make a name for myself, get people to call me, prove that I know what I'm doing and I'm very capable. Um, and uh, in the investor world, again, try to find opportunity. Yeah. Um, so in 2017, it was a little bit different than the uh, post COVID mm -hmm. because there were still investment opportunities out there. Yeah. Um, so you could still find auction properties. Um, they're, they're reasonable. I mean, you know, I was buying properties at 40, 50, $70,000. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was back then those were high numbers. Yeah. Now yeah. you can't find one for under 130, 50,000 yeah. just doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think to, if, if I, if somebody were to come to me today, which I do have several people and I, I tell them the same thing I'm going to say here is you need to be putting in the time, working your day job, mm -hmm. saving your money, investing your money and, and getting there. You're not going to just say, Hey, I want to go buy real estate. Like yeah. it's just not that easy. Yeah. Um, so my advice would be, um, you know, if you can, if you can establish your credit, you have good credit, find a good lender. Mm -hmm. If you can save up, you know, depending on what the purchase price is, but if you can save up 20, 30, $40,000, it's all you need. Yeah. You know what I mean? But again, without putting in that time, it's not going to just happen. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, so like I always tell people, um, you know, if you, if you have that little nest egg and you want to go buy an investment property, um, essentially if you put, you know, if it only costs you 30 grand out of pocket to get into that property with a mortgage, that's what the property costs you. It only costs you that $30,000 because that, that tenant and the people renting and occupying it, they're buying it, they're paying it, they're paying your mortgage, your taxes and your insurance. So to get into it, you just need to, again, put in that time and that work, get to that down payment you know, the 30, $40,000, whatever it may be. Um, and that's essentially what the house costs you or the, the building, the property. I love you know? that. I love it. I know my journey was nothing straight when it came to real estate. It was, sure. you know, my wife and I had our original first home and it was a little house on a lake, little cottage. And sure. we moved out. We wanted to start a family mm -hmm. and I was like, let's sell it. My wife's like, no, why don't we, why don't we rent it? Yep. I'm like, I don't know. I've, no one in my family has, sure. has ever owned real estate except for their home. Right. Sure. So, uh, she's like, why don't we run? I said, that'd be kind of cool to be a landlord. I love this idea. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we set it up and we got people in there. I remember the first time when we did this, we tried to do everything by the book. We looked it up, like sure. how are you supposed to screen people, all of this. And the next thing you know, we, we screened this lady. I'll never forget it. Screen this lady, every red flag possible, <laughs> horrible credit. She's been, you know, delinquent on this. And we're yeah. like, but she's so nice. 10 landlord tenant disputes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah. but she's so nice. Yeah. So we're like, you can come in, no problem. We just need a security deposit and you know, yeah. you can go. She came in and they they trashed the place. Oh. Right. And they it was a it was a it was a bad deal. We actually had to take her to court. She never showed up. Yeah. Uh, she just vacated the property at a certain point when she didn't pay yeah. rent for a long time. And it was just it was a big problem. And I'm like, you yeah. know what? I'm done. We're selling this place. Yeah. Why well, like, no, 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 we, we can't sell that house. We gotta, we gotta keep renting. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, we'll do it again. And we've had nothing but exciting experiences throughout yeah. that process. And I yeah. said, I will, I never want to be a landlord, but I sure. love the idea of passive income, right? Yeah. Because my philosophy has been, if we can, if you can take 
10% of your net in business and put mm -hmm. it aside mm -hmm. and invest that into long-term assets, yeah, right? Absolutely. And so you don't have to say, okay, I got to make a million dollars tomorrow to get started in real estate. Yeah, it's like, right. no, you could put $10,000 away a year mm -hmm. that builds up over three years. You got 30 grand, you got a nest egg to get started. Absolutely. It's, yep. it's huge. And so yeah. it's like going that way and, and running through, you know, that property for, I would say almost almost 15 years we had that rental property. That's awesome. And it was a pain in the ass. Yeah. Like it was yeah. no fun at all. I hated yeah. being a landlord, collecting yeah. rent, all this stuff. But it gets you where you want to go. But it did, right? Yeah. The first one, and when I'd look at it, I'd be like, I got a hundred bucks this month for doing all of that. It wasn't worth it. I can make more of my business. Why would I do it? So yeah. my, my point in dragging this out is the fact that it was something that I wanted to kill for a long time. Sure. Over sure. and over again, until a friend came to us and said, look, I have an opportunity if you want that we can invest in properties or you can invest in properties and there's a property manager that takes care of everything. Yep. You know, for a percentage, they'll take sure. care of everything for yep. you. And I'm like, all right, wait a minute here. So all the stuff that I hate, they'll take care of for eight, 10%. Right. I never have to yeah. meet the clients or the tenants. Yep. I never have to meet any of these things. Yep. I don't call the people. I don't get the leaky toilet conversations, none of that stuff. Yeah. And I was like, sign me up. Yeah. I was like, yeah, cause right? I love yeah. the idea of it. Sure, sure. I just don't know how to do it. So anyway, we started purchasing at that point. I had, you know, one partner at that point and eventually uh, ended up with a mentor and a mentor and I, we invested, yeah. but over a period of about nine months, we accumulated yeah. 66, you know, doors, yeah. residential doors. And yeah. it's like, holy moly. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah. Like a year ago, I was bitching about one. Now we got 67. Yeah. When it happens, it happens. It, it fast. Yeah. It was like, I had to learn how to deal with hard money. I've never dealt with that before using yeah. other people's money yeah. at you know, stupid amount, stupid rates. Yeah. And then have to figure out how the hell I'm going to flip that around into long-term debt. Sure. And that was probably one of the most stressful times of my life because we balanced that portfolio out uh, over roughly the next year. So within sure. 18 months, it went from acquisition to balance. And we're still yeah. balancing some of those properties. Sure. Right. But it's, my point is, in all of this, is I had no experience. Yeah. You had some family experience, sure. but you still had to go out on your own. Yeah. yeah. If you're willing to put the work in yeah. and, and go at something that you are absolutely yep. scared to death of, yeah. it will be the best thing you ever do. Yeah, you got to get out of your comfort zone. You do. 100%. It's so cliche, but you have to. If you're comfortable, you're going nowhere. Yeah, it's 100%. And so anyway, that's it's it's such a fun environment to be in. Yeah. And you know, I've lost my ass on some properties. Yeah. I've, I've, yeah, I've done that. I've had a couple that have burned down. Thank goodness. Nothing. No one got hurt. Yeah. Right. You know, but the, the life happens fast. It does. It does. And you're either going to get in the game and play it or you aren't. Yeah. But absolutely. it's, it's my, my point in saying all of this is not to boost my own ego. It's to say listeners out there, if I can do it, this, this guy that was born in the yeah. cornfields of Pennsylvania can yeah. do it. Anybody can do this. Uh, yes. Yes. They just have to know why. And for me, yeah. it was to make sure that my family long-term would have, you know, wealth. Yeah. And yeah. that was the main thing. Yeah. It's, it's already paid for, you know, working in the right direction that way. Yeah. But the point is that if you want this and this is what you want, and you don't want to be working in your nine to five or even your, your own business yeah. forever, you have to put money away and put it into long-term assets. Absolutely. And real estate doesn't just provide you cash flow, yeah. right? Because you get paid by your tenant and then you get, if you priced it right, yeah. you'll hopefully get a, you know, a win where you're always targeting about 200 a door, right? Yeah. So if you look at that and you're like, okay, uh, that's what we're looking for each month. You also get the depreciation, right? Yep. So it comes off tax of your benefits, taxes, yep. right? Tax benefits and appreciation, hopefully, yes. depending on yep. how you bought. Up to like 27 years, I think it is. Yep. So, yep. I mean, but you get appreciation so that yep. asset grows. So if you buy a vehicle, mm -hmm. say you go out and buy a truck or a car, Liability. the second you buy it, downhill, right? Yep. That value goes down, down, down. 10 yep. years later, you sell it. If you sell it for pennies on what you paid for it. Yep. A house, on the other hand, historically mm -hmm. goes up. Yes. Not always, but historically goes up. And so- you get cash flow, you get a nice place to park your money that actually increases its value. Yes. Definitely keeps up with inflation plus. Yep. And then on top of that, you get the depreciated factor, which saves you on taxes. There's, it's like the perfect storm. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people say, oh, well, you know, like, I don't want to pay too much. Well, 
So there is a thing as paying too much, but there's also a thing where maybe you just buy it too soon because you know it's going to get there, right? Yeah. And you got to real real estate is like the stock market. It's a market, you know. Yeah. So it goes up and down. So it's just a matter of when you sell it. So if you buy stocks and you lose on them, it's because you sold them at the wrong time. Yeah. It's the same thing with real estate. You know, you just got to be able to weather storms and hang on to it. And if you want to unload a property and and cash in, you sell when it, when the market's up. It's, yeah. it's no different in the stock market. 100%. You know. And there's many different ways to attack this. Sure. You know, there's different strategies is my point. Some people like to fix and flip, right? They, yeah. just, they buy, they'll yeah. just flip it and, and just fix it up and sell it for, yeah. you know, a profit. That's fine. That's how I got started. Yeah. I mean, that was one of my methods. Yeah. We, yeah. we did Burr. That was always yeah. our, so right. we, we would yep. buy, uh, either buy the property, we'd renovate it, we'd yep. rent it and we would refinance and then yep. rotate that money right back out yep. and just keep rotating through, Correct. right? And just keep moving that money through. But so my point and listeners out there is if you're interested in this, there's a great forum you can go to where there's a website and everything. It's called Bigger Pockets. Yes. It's a great place yep. to go, biggerpockets.com. You can go out there and just get started. Yeah. I mean, there's long-term rentals or short-term, you've heard of Airbnbs, yep. all that. There's midterms, yep. which are, you know, longer than a, it's somewhere in between, depending on where the market's yep. at. There's so many things that you could find yourself in that yep. you can insulate yourself. Because right now we've got a, you know, a downturn, economic downturn. Yeah. And I don't Absolutely. give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I know. So like, yeah. So, so I, I'm, I'm like on that fence where like, I don't care, but I'm also watching cause saying, Hey, maybe there's some more opportunities coming right now. So yeah, maybe I'm just yeah. like on pause. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just kind of feeling it out, seeing what's going on, but that opportunity is coming, yeah. you know, it's definitely coming. And the crazy part is me being in business in the, the service sector, right? You know, mm-hmm. outdoor living, landscaping, that kind of thing forever, yeah. 20 some years, we are always so open and fragile to the market demands, right? Oh, yeah. So as soon as people say stop spending, guess what the first people they stop spending with? Yeah. Us. Yeah. All Absolutely. those extra things, the fancier yep. cars, the nicer yep. backyards, the upgrades to their yep. home, they stop spending on that. Yeah. That's the first yeah. thing they pull back on. So we are always being yeah. blown around by the winds of the economy. Yeah. We're with having a portfolio, having just a few properties under your yep. belt you are insulated. You're like, well, I, if, if that money doesn't come in from that business, it's going to come in from this one. Yeah. And it's the same thing with me in, in yeah. the real estate and the, the realtor world, I should say, you know, when the economy is going down, most people aren't trying to upgrade. You know, they're not trying to say, Hey, you know, I want that big five car garage and I want the the 25 acres and, and the this and that, that mm-hmm. they're holding tight. So the same thing with me, I'm, I'm not making those sales. The numbers aren't as good. So yeah. I now am relying on the investments I made yes. in my portfolio, yeah. you know? I know. So it's the same thing. I think Warren Buffett said it, and I might be misquoting this, but the premise of what he said was, you're not truly wealthy until your money's making money when you're sleeping. Absolutely. Right. So whether it's a stock market, whether that's going to be real estate, whether it's in whatever it might be. So if you're working just for the money and it's not working for you when you're sleeping, then you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Right. (laughs) You absolutely are. And having multiple revenue streams is important because you just never know what's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. And that, that's where I'm at now. Personally, I'm like, okay, I want something else. You know, I want to, I want to go on a, another new adventure and, you know, it's not because what I'm doing isn't working or successful because that's not the case at all. Yeah. Um, you know, what I'm doing is correct. It is successful. I am going places, but now it's like, I have more in the tank. So in my mind, I'm like, man, I want to go on another business venture. So that's where the crossroads I'm at now, because, yeah. Yeah. you know, I've been building my own portfolio. Um, you know, I'm doing the, the, uh, realtor, uh, service, you know, as an agent, and now I'm kind of, man, I want to do something else. And I don't know what that something else will be. I mean, it could be yeah. hot dogs, could be ice creams. I, I don't know. Yeah. You know <laughs> I, who knows? I, I don't know. But it's like, you know, I want to do something else. You know, I want That's to go awesome. another direction because again, I want that, that uh, extra stream of income. Yeah. You know, I want, yeah. I want something else. You know, I want to go another direction. And a new challenge. Yeah, that's a, that's a big thing. We're challenge junkies. Yeah. yeah like I'll wake <laughs> up at three in the morning. You know, if I, sometimes I'll, I'll pass out my recliner at nine, yeah. 10 o'clock. Uh, my fiance, I'll say seven 30, but I like to say nine. <laughs> um, and, and I'll be up by like two thirty, three thirty in the morning and I'm yeah. ready to go. Like yeah. 
I'm wound for sound. So like I use that time. Um, you know, I get on my computer, I do emails. I'll be searching for properties for clients, sending them out. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's like my quiet time. Yeah. Nobody's calling my phone, yeah. you know, so I can do whatever I want. I could go to the gym, work out. Yeah. I can go outside and go to my garage, whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so that's my time. I use that time to try and get ahead for the day because come seven, seven thirty, man, that phone's on, Yeah, you know, and people are calling, that's, you know, things hot. are happening. Yeah. yeah. So Zach, you've been listening here yeah. on, uh, you know, you're 24 mm-hmm. and what, what does this all sound like for, to you, to your perspective? Um, it's definitely interesting because I pretty much know nothing about this. Yeah. Um, I'm really curious, like what's the daily grind like? Like, what are you doing day to day? Cause I, I mean, all these numbers and money, it sounds amazing, but yeah. I don't, I don't know what it really adds up to. Yeah. So that's such a loaded question. <laughs> so I was just, I know a lot of it's networking. Absolutely. So I got, so we were just talking about this yesterday. Yeah. So I was like, for someone to truly see the the daily routine for me, you'd have to follow me around for at least a week, bare minimum, because mm-hmm. it is such a roller coaster. Like there's days where, man, th- this is so, I'm having so much fun. Things are so crazy. It's, it's, such, it's just a thrill, you know? And there's some days where it's like, whew, boy, I don't know if I really want to get out of bed today. Like this is going <laughs> to get ugly, you know? So oh, it's yeah. a roller coaster. So to really right. embrace and, and capture that image of the daily routine, um, you know, again, you, you'd have to spend, you know, a week plus, but, um, what it consists of is again, I'm, I'm usually, I'm usually up by three 30. I try to fall back asleep for a little bit, but my mind's running. So I, I just can't, you know, nine times out of 10, I can't. Um, but I'll, I'll find myself, I'll get up, you know, uh, I gotta have a shower every day, start my day. If I don't have a shower, man, I can't, I can't start my day. <laughs> um, so I'll do that. I'll, I'll go to the gym. I haven't been going to the gym the last few months cause I don't have heat in there. I have my own home gym. Um, it's been a little cold, so been neglecting that. Um, but typically that's in my routine. Um, and then I'll start making calls to contractors. Um, usually I'll call my dad or my uncle first thing in the morning. Um, you know, see kind of what's going on. You know, usually my one uncle, I'm on a, on a job, um, or he'll be working on a project somewhere. So we'll kind of touch base. Uh, a couple of my other buddies that I know are up and out of the house, you know, um, we'll, we'll touch base. Uh, my one buddy, Todd, you know, he's a lender. So I'll, you know, get in contact with him first thing in the morning, kind of see what's going on, see how our pre-approvals are working out with our new clients. Um, and then, uh, once the world's really up and, and running at nine o'clock, then it's, you know, calling offices, you know, going to the bank, you know, calling with clients, whatever the case may be. Um, and, uh, some, some days it's, uh, I'm out the door at five 30. I'm not back home till nine, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, uh, some days I'm just kind of twiddling my thumbs thinking, man, I got everything done. There's nothing to do. So now what? And those are the days right. where I'm like, I need another business event, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. So, so like if I'm not multitasking, I don't feel as if I'm being productive and that's, right. that's me. It's how, I, you know, I guess it's how I'm wired. Um, I always have to have something going on somewhere. You know, I could be playing on my excavator on one of the farms, doing a project at a property or doing an excavator job for somebody else. I could be working on my rentals. Um, if I have a flip house going, I'd be working there. Um, in, in between I'm showing houses, um, you know, and I'm, I'm on the uh, zoning hearing board for my about the township. So I might have a hearing coming up, you know, doing all my research, getting prepared for that. Mm. Um, you know, things of that nature. So it's really kind of, um, all over the board. So to define what a day in the life is like, I, I don't <laughs> yeah, know how to answer that question. I know you said like, if, if you're in the office, like it's probably not good. Yeah. Right. So if, if yeah. So like if, if I'm in the office, um, the important thing is I'm either, you know, filing paperwork, picking up escrow, dropping off escrow, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not making money. So if I'm not out, I'm not networking mm-hmm. and I'm sitting at the office, I'm not making money yeah. because in today's world, like I, I think I made the comment, I would make more money sitting at the diner talking with people 
than I would sitting in my office behind a phone, yeah, waiting wow. for the phone to ring. Like, it just doesn't work that way. What do you think separates you from like the typical real estate agent? Oh boy, it's a loaded one too. Um, in my opinion, what separates me is, again, I eat, sleep, and breathe real estate. And that's in all aspects. That's investment world, you know, mm-hmm. investing in, in flip houses or, or just land in general, um, being a landlord and, and, you know, buying rentals, um, you know, having that knowledge and experience in the investment in the landlord world um, and in the realtor world, you know, knowing the, the rules, the laws, um, knowing what you can do for a client, what you can't do. Um, you know, knowing the values of the local market and the properties um, and knowing banking, like knowing, okay, here's a property. I have a client who really wants it. What type of loan would this property qualify for? Because other than cash, because not all properties can qualify for the same type of loan. You know, there's USDA, F- FHA, conventional. Um, there's FHA two or three K loans, which is like a rehab loan. So there's all different kinds. There's so much to know, um, be educated with in the, the real estate world that um, I think that's where... Um, I think that's, that's what kind of sets me aside. I, I, I know all that, you know, that, that's yeah. what I do. It's what I love, yeah. you know? So I think being that I can offer so much to a client more than just, um, you know, the average agent who just likes to sell homes, they just enjoy selling a, a family property, just a residential home. Mm-hmm. That's all they, they like doing. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that whatsoever, yeah. but that's, that's all they have to offer. You know? So I think being, uh, you know, knowledgeable in all those other areas, I think is, is huge because you're very, um, you know, you can, you can really maneuver in different types of markets and with different clients, For sure. you know? So now how do you get your leads mostly? Cause I know you said you don't do cold calls at all, which I is don't. very rare. As yeah. a real Jordan, agent. Jordan was like blown yeah. away by that. Yeah. Yeah. When he was like, so you pay Zillow. I was like, I do not pay Zillow. I, I despise Zillow. I will not. Um, he's like, so you cold call. I was like, I don't cold call. You don't cold call. How, how are your numbers this high? I'm like, dude, I just do my thing. You know, like that, that's it. Like, I, you know, I just, I just, I work, I call people, I get on the phone. Um, you know, it's just, it's just, again, doing the right thing, saying hello to people, being nice to everybody. Like that's, that, it's just a simple, simple things that you're supposed to do, whether you're in business or not, right. you know, and being in business, it helps naturally. It's just the way it is, you know? Um, so, uh, I'm going to say my leads, basically come from, from that type of thing. Again, networking, like I have a billboard up right now. I have uh, my name on a, a placemat, the Mount Bethel Diner. Um, you know, I tack up some business cards here and there. Um, but I just get out in the community, you know, yeah, I just, yeah. you know, just get out there, you know, do the right thing, you know, go to charitable events and, and things of that nature, you know, just make yourself known, get, get out there in front of people and know that you have a service to provide and you can help them. That's simple. And that works with any business. Right. The number one mm-hmm. highest closing rate is always going to be word of mouth yeah. and referrals. Yeah. And they have absolutely. to get to know you first. Yes. Right. So if you want to yeah. live inside of a cave and want to grow a business, it's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, You've right. got to get out there. You've got to have that, uh, that connective nature. Cause yeah. the more people become, uh, connected to their phones and mm-hmm. the, the virtual digital distance that happens yes. with that, the more we yearn as humans for face to face. Yeah. It's yeah. so important. That's why video is so popular. That's yeah. why video is so powerful. Absolutely. Because it feels like it's almost a replacement, like a half replacement yeah. versus yeah. just a You can get work. the same, you, you like you can yield the same result without going out to a, a social event. You know, you yeah. can you can sit on your recliner and your sweatpants and see, mm-hmm. hey, hey, there's Russ Horn on, on video and he's yeah. talking to me. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's kind of like, you know, I, I like that in-person connection. That's yeah. me. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, you're definitely right. That's, you know, that's where it's at is, you know, the video connection, the social media and things of that nature in today's world. Yeah. Yeah. So, Rusty, I want to bring this full circle back around. I know yeah. people that were listening, they were hoping to get some tips on how to get into the real estate world. We dropped yeah. a couple of pieces. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned before, Bigger Pockets, excellent yeah. place to start. Definitely. Biggerpockets.com. They have just an, an incredible 
amount yeah. of material to satiate your curiosity yes. Um, yes. and get you in. There's so many different strategies you can get into real estate. What my bigger point here is that, like I said before, if, if we can figure it out, if I can figure it out, anybody can figure yeah. this out. It's not that hard. Coming up with a plan. That's yeah. it right there. Have an objective, you know, and say, look, I want to do this by this time. Who do yes. I need in my life to get there? And you're going to mm-hmm. need to find somebody or some way to teach you how to get there. Right. Because you don't know now. I didn't know that. Absolutely. I had no clue. Absolutely. You know, so it's like, okay, let's do that. So I say bigger pockets, great way to start there. There's a lot of strategies to getting in the real estate. Yes. You might want to look around and see what kind of market you want to be in. Is there a lot of rentals in that area? That kind of thing. Um, and then the rest of the pieces start to fall together once you get your shit together, yes, right? All of a sudden things just happen. 100%. You find, yeah. I do suggest finding a good property manager that's mm-hmm. close by, that's, yeah. that can manage properties. Because yeah. one thing that was one of my rules is I will not be out there constantly maintaining these. Yeah. I do not want the yeah. phone calls. I'm not dealing with tenants. Yeah. And I said, if, if I have to be, I'm not in this. That's yeah. just what it yeah. is. And people think it's funny because I'd say out of those 60 some units, I probably have only stepped foot in maybe five. I don't yeah. even, I've never even seen the other ones. Yeah. I yeah. don't care. Yeah. I don't, yeah. someone else handles all of that. Sure. That's when you're actually a business owner. Yeah. You're not actually Correct. out there turning knobs and yep. fixing toilets and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. When, when you're not doing that, it's like, okay, this becomes an asset, an yeah. actual business. Uh, but so if you're looking to do that, make sure you're clear on what you want to do. Absolutely. Get educated. Yeah, absolutely. So, so for me, I, I actually enjoy that stuff. I, I, I can't say I truly enjoy the, the 11 o'clock PM phone call though. Yeah, my, you know, yeah. my shower's flooded and there's a pipe clog, you know, whatever. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I do enjoy it now because it's a learning experience. So like you get to, um, you know, learn, uh, about a people, how they operate, how they react. Um, you get to learn more about your investment. There may, you may have a problem with one utility that you now learn that problem and another problem inside your property that you didn't know. Yeah. So with that firsthand experience, you're learning about your investment, right? Mm-hmm. So I, right now I, I do enjoy that. Um, and, and you know, it does save me money because right now I'm in the building phase. So I am able to take that profit. So my rental income, I don't touch, I don't, I don't touch a penny of it. It goes in the account. As soon as I'm saved up enough for another property, boom, go buy another one. Yep, yep. I don't touch it. I don't live off it. So let's um, just stay there for a second. Yeah. This is when yeah, it gets that's really a beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Listeners yeah. out there, once you get a few properties lining up, you're mm-hmm. going to see that account. If you yeah. bought them right and, and manage them right, see that account growing pretty soon. There's a nut in there. Yeah. A nut that you did not have to work for. Correct. And then you take that nut and buy another house. Yes. So basically it's free money to buy houses that produce 100%. cash flow. That's when it's incredible. Yeah. When you 100%. see that happening, you're like, dude, how is this possible? Yeah. Every single month, keep this in mind, listeners, every single month, your tenants pay their rent, which pays down your mortgage note. Yep. So every single month you become wealthier yep. and you own more of that house and you didn't have to do anything but provide it yes. and maintain it, of course. Correct. You do yep. that on multiples, you do it at yep. scale, it's a game changer. Oh, it's a, yeah. And eventually, your life. and eventually, yeah, that mortgage note is paid off by your tenant. Yeah. Own and you own the house free and clear with all yes. of the tax benefits and the appreciation that happened over that time. Now, yeah. again, you've got to be responsible for the unit. And in your right. case, you like to be more hands-on. For yeah. me, that was never an yeah. option. And I have clients yeah. that are the same way. Like, hey, listen, like I, I, I want to invest. I want to, this is where I want to go but I don't want to be on the ride most yeah. of the time to get there. Like yeah. I want to start the car, put the money in yeah. and I want you to take it to somebody else and yeah. you know, give them the keys. You know, like that's, that's what I have clients that want to do the same thing yeah. and I will get to that point. Um, so my goal is personally is to, again, gain all this experience. I just turned 30. So, yeah. you know, I want to get all this experience and knowledge as much as I possibly can. I want to build this up. And then at some point in time, you know, hopefully I have some kids that I can, you know, 
throw them out to the wolves and, you know, see who comes home, That's you right. know, like Give uh, the snowmobile. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, and, and get it to the point where I can build up something for them, you know, yeah. um, and, and pass that on. And at that point, you know, maybe they'll be running it and they'll be taking care of it. Yeah. Um, you know, so like going back to what you had said, you know, uh, my grandfather always told me as long as I can remember, I'll get you anything you want. I'll buy you anything I want, but it'd be in your best interest to not let me yeah. do it yourself, yeah. buy it yourself, build it yourself. Because once you get a taste of that, it's, it's hard. It's hard. You don't want to put yep. the time, and put yep. the work in. And that was that it right there is top five best advice I've ever been given. Um, you know, he said, do not let me give you anything. I will, I'll do it. And it was yeah. almost like a test for him yeah. to yeah, see yeah. if I would come back and say, Oh, can you just give this to me? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I never did. Yeah. I never did. And that, that was the best thing that I could have ever done. And how, um, did, how did that impact your life? That lesson? Um, it changed it. It definitely no changed way. it. Um, so it just made me hungrier. Um, it made me, uh, I guess it painted a, a clear picture for me, um, to understand what it takes to get somewhere and how most people, the majority of people, they don't do it. Yeah. You know, they, they just look for easy street, yep. you know? Um, and, uh, I, that, it just changed everything for me. Um, and I could elaborate on that for probably hours, but, yep. um, yep. but yeah, it definitely did. So I, uh, again, I, I take that money that I make through my, my, uh, rentals and I just put it away. Yeah. I don't touch it. I don't live off it. And he always said too, the people that invest and get a couple rentals and start spending the profit are the ones who probably end up losing the property one day yeah. because they buy stuff. They don't reinvest it. They don't make the right moves. Then they have to sell the property. So it's like, they just like, you know, did like a 180, yeah. you know? Um, so I don't do that. And that's like a fear of mine. I'm like, man, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be that person. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. do that. Like I can't I, spend that money. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, and so again, so, you know, I, I save up as soon as I get to that point, boom, I'm on the prowl for another property. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and I always am, but, um, but yeah, so, you know, again, so hopefully I can, uh, you know, accumulate way more, um, and I can, you know, build it up and I'll get in that position where, Hey, you know what? I don't want to, I want to wake up, do my thing. I want to do like a nine to five you know, and, and I can maybe pawn off some of that responsibility of running those rentals, you know, kind of like you do now have a property manager, yep. you know? Um, but right now I just want to kind of utilize that money and, you know, try yeah. and reinvest it, you know? It. So you know. Dude, I, we could talk all day. Zach, do you have any oh, questions yeah. for him before we wrap up? Uh, not really. Um, actually I do want to know, how do you invest in your first ever property? Cause I'm, I'm over here sitting. I'm like, all right, yeah. how do, what's like the first step? Yeah. So that, that right there in a nutshell is kind of like, I guess you could say like my story. So I, my first ever property, again, dropped out of college twice, had yeah. student loan, had student debt, I had to pay off. So I hounded, I mean, when I say I hounded, I mean, that's an understatement. I begged my grandfather for an opportunity. I was like, listen, just, I just want a personal loan, charge me interest. I don't care if it's 10%. I don't mm -hmm. care what it is that I will prove to you that I can do it and I'm capable. So honestly, it took about, I'm going to say about a year. Honestly, I, I'd have mm -hmm. to go back and really think about it, but it was probably about a year of me just begging for that opportunity. So I said, listen, give me a loan, pick the interest rate. I'm going to buy a property. I'm going to get into it. I'm going to rehab it. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to sell it. I'm going to pay you back your money with interest and I will pay off my student loan, you know, whether it's in payments or if I can wipe the whole thing clean at once, I don't know. So he did. So finally, um, I bought a property. He charged me prime interest rate, which is, you know, very fair. Um, so I bought a property. I think I paid, I don't know, 60 or 70,000 for it. Um, and with his uh, money with his money. Yes. Yep. And I was paying the, you know, the making the principal and interest payment every month. Yep. Um, and, uh, so I got in the property, renovate the property, sold the property. Um, I made, 
fortunately made enough off that one sale where I wiped all my debt clean. How much, how much are you talking? Uh, 30 and change. Nice. Yeah, it was around 30,000 and change. Um, so I think the total profit was up towards, towards 50. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but, and now, and mind you at that point in time, um, I had my dad involved with me too, because he was kind of like, I got to oversee and yeah, make sure yeah, he's doing yeah, the right yeah, thing, yeah. you know? So, um, so he got a little, little piece of the pie, you know, mm-hmm. for, for that. Um, As he should. yeah, right. So, so then it got to the point where I did it again and again, and again, yeah. I did like two or three more times and I was like, I don't need anybody's money. Yeah. I got yeah. my own. Yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. now it's now I'm getting rid of partners, you yeah, know? Yeah. So my dad's like, oh, come on, you know, like, you know, I want to be involved and whatever. And um, we still get involved on stuff and, and projects and whatnot. But um, it got to the point where I was, I was financially free. I was on my own. Yeah. I had my own money. Um, and then I started buying rentals. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would go buy one, uh, fix it up, make it look real good, you know, fix everything that had to be fixed. Um, go to the bank, borrow some money, um, get a 60 to 70% mortgage on it pull most of my money back out, go find another one. Right. And it, yeah. I just kept going and going yeah. Yeah. and going. And, um, but now again, it got to the point where inventory is so dried up that opportunity is very far and few between. Yeah. Um, but, but it's going to change soon. It will. Absolutely. Everything I'm hearing is going to be one yeah. heck of a buying spree yeah. coming up. Yeah. I so agree. if you're listening guys, get prepared. Yeah. yeah. Save some money, yeah. put it in the bank, not on a mattress. Cause that does you no good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I had a buddy actually short story. I had a buddy who I, I kept telling cash is king, cash is king. Well, I never really thought he meant like under the mattress, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so, so he's like, oh, well, you know, I, I saved up like 10 grand and blah, blah. I'm like, dude, y- y- it's gotta be in the bank. Like the, you gotta have a paper trail here. Like you gotta figure this out, you know? And uh, he's like, well, what do you mean? I was like, well, the bank, you got to prove where the money's come from. Well, he's like, well, I work for it, but I would just cash in my paycheck. Mm-hmm. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like why, why would you do that? You know? So, so once we got clear, that cleared up, he was on a good, good path. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's funny. So when we, people say cash is king, it's in the bank. It's cash yeah. in the yeah. bank. Because when you go to get a mortgage, you got to be legit. Yeah. You know, you yeah. got to have everything, all your ducks in a row. So I want to just sidebar slightly on that one. There. Yeah. That in the last two and a half years, we've sure. seen the erosion of the value of buying power within a dollar. Correct. I don't want to get too heady with this, but yeah. we keep it simple. Mm-hmm. So if that same guy put $10,000 mm-hmm. underneath his mattress two and a half years ago, Oof. when he brought it out now to use it, he would have half the buying power. Of Absolutely. It. So he's, it's only worth 5000 It's still $10,000, yeah. but it That's only buys 5000 for people to understand. It is. It's crazy, but right? it's reality. It's absolute reality. Mm-hmm. And with real estate, it tracks. Real mm-hmm. estate, historically... Mm-hmm has always kept with inflation, Yeah. right? With that being the case, that $10,000 might be $15,000 mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. or even more, maybe even $20,000 yep. now. And you're still buying the same amount of goods with that 20 that you could yeah. have bought with a 10 before. That's the part about economics that most don't get. They just Correct. see the numbers. Yeah. They wonder why, you know, the car that they could have bought for 25,000 last year is now $50,000. Sure. And it's like, sure. no, the car doesn't cost more to build. It's the yeah. value of the dollars disappeared through inflation. Yeah. Right. So yeah. now it takes twice the amount of money to buy the same goods and services. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's, yeah. So that's yeah. the point. Again, you got to keep that money moving forward. And real estate is such a great vehicle for that. It is. And, and you know, while, while real estate can be complicated, it's actually quite simple. Yeah. It's create yeah. a plan, get yourself a network where you have, you know, um, a realtor, maybe a financial planner for yourself, um, a lender and, mm-hmm. and create a plan. Like literally like just map it out, you know, get it on paper and say, Hey, this is where I'm at right now. This is what it's going to take to get here. And you know, every 30 days, just revisit it. It's yeah. that simple. Yeah. It doesn't have to be hard. Um, or complex, you know, you, again, you, it's like anything else you pick a plan and you just stick to it. you got to put in the work, put in the time and you will get there. It's yeah, just, yeah, you got to yeah. do it. And a fast track. If you guys want to fast track, so you don't have to go through all the broken bones and bloody noses, <laughs> yeah. find a mentor, Yeah, find somebody that's already doing what you're doing yeah, absolutely. or want to do and be like, yeah. dude, what is just, how, how can I help? 
Yeah. How can I add value yeah. to your life? And in yeah. return, can you teach me what you did? Yeah. If it's money, if it's time, if it's whatever. Yeah, absolutely. How can, can just teach me? Because once you see somebody do it, you see yeah. it coming to life. And that's what yeah. happened for me. I was so oh, blessed to have Scott come into my 100%. life. And he's like, you know, hey, we're going to do this, some deals together. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, yep. I look up to this man. He's like, yep. let's be partners. And I'm like, hold, everything exploded at that point. Yeah. Because yeah. I got to be inside track without that. Yeah. I'd be further back on the trail. Yeah. You know, yeah. and we started doing deals at 50, 50. And I was like, yeah. that's cool by me. Like I'm here to learn, dude. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and it, that, that's what, that's the difference. So I was willing to, to be the dumbest guy in the room yeah, and walk in and be like, man, I'm going to get this, my ass handed to me because this is <laughs> yeah. not my world. But I yeah. was willing to take that. Yeah. yeah you got to be willing because now yes. it's not the case. Yeah. I still constantly learning, but now because I was willing to be the dumbest one in the room. Yeah. Now I can sit back. Most people like, aren't willing to sit in that chair. Exactly right. They're not. They're and not. and that, that's, the mis- that's mistake number one. Yep. That's mistake number one. Mm-hmm. And I got to, uh, you know, reflect on that. If I, you know, I have, there's, t- I have tons of influential people in my life and, and mentors. And when I, when I break it down, you know, I, I can't help but think that, you know, my, my grandfather and, and Ron have probably been the most, the, the two most influential because it's such a broad range of lessons in, in business that affect every aspect of your life. Yeah. And once you have those people and you can learn of things to do, things not to do, you know, it's that, that's a game changer too. It's like, it's like having uh, uh, guardrails. Yeah. I would have rather paid $30,000 to sit in on those powwows Mm -hmm. than $30,000 at East Stroudsburg and Northampton Community College. hundred percent. You know, because I I learned way more and I apply way more of those lessons. Those ride alongs in the, in the car, we're going here, going there, talking to this person, that person, then I would, you know, like I said, I'd rather put my 30 grand there. hundred percent. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Zach, do you have another question? Uh, no, just, you want to shout yourself out Instagram, any, anywhere people can find you. Yeah. So, uh, Instagram, Russell Horn Realtor, um, Facebook, it's, uh, Russell Horn Realtor as well. Um, and, uh, you know, my, my cell phone's out there. Heck I'm on a billboard. So my cell phone's not hard to find, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I certainly appreciate you, Russell, coming on and, yeah. and, and sharing your, you know, your, your journey so far. Absolutely. I love your story, especially the snowmobile story with Jack over <laughs> yeah, top of that, yeah. that room. There, yeah, <laughs> I've rolled four wheelers in the creeks and all kinds of stuff. So <laughs> we could, like I said, we'd sit for hours. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on today. Yeah, I appreciate and, uh, having and sharing your stories. So yeah. everybody out there, hopefully you got some value from the stories told today. And, uh, you know, don't be, don't be afraid to reach out to, to Russell. You know, he's got a lot of good stuff. He can definitely help you. I know he's a man that loves to give and loves to help. Yeah. And, uh, we appreciate you listening each week and we'll, uh, we'll chat with you next week.